are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Mariners, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today is Friday, January 21st, 2022. I am your host, Titan Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more and also get into some fun non-baseball talk every now and then twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information on that if you are interested. And on today's episode of Locked On Mariners, it's everyone's favorite fan fiction Friday. You submitted your Mariners trade proposals to us via Twitter and email at LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. We're going to be reading and grading all of those over the course of the next 30 minutes. And if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We greatly appreciate it. So let's go on to our email here and see what we got from you guys at LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. Let's start with Brandon, who has a deal with the Cardinals and a name that we're going to see more than once on today's show. The Mariners getting Nolan Gorman, the third base slash second base prospect for the Cardinals, along with right-handed pitcher Miles Mikolas for Emerson Hancock, Drew Steckenrider, and Zach Deloach. Colby, what is your initial response to the steal? that the Cardinals say no. Um, mm-hmm. It's in terms of valuation, just raw vacuum stuff. It's not, it's not bad. Um, but again, we have to remember the Cardinals are competing. They're, they're going for it. Um, Gorman can help them some at second base this year. Um, and, you know, Miles Mikolas is pretty good depth at least. And, you know, it, it's a guy who in, in, in 2018 and 2019 was, was pretty good. He put up a four win season and a two and a half win season. Um, so I don't think they're going to trade miles Mikolas. Um, he does have a high salary. So I guess if they're looking to dump some of that, but I, I don't think they are, that's not really the Cardinals MO. Um, I think they could still use Mikolas, and and they're not going to want to move on from Gorman, um, not not for Hancock. I, I just I don't think that's a good good enough carrying piece for a deal like this. Um, you know, maybe the mm-hmm. Cardinals really like Hancock, but I just I don't I don't think that's going to carry the day. Uh, and so, uh, Steckenrider probably hasn't is probably interesting uh, to the Cardinals, but for Mikolas, eh, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. I just I just don't think it makes a lot of sense for the Cardinals to do it, considering where they're at uh, in their timeline right now. Yeah, you look at the salary, $17 million AV. That's um, probably not something that the Mariners want to invest in either, considering mm-hmm. how he's, you know, not been super great as of late. So you pair that along with Gorman. And, and I know that people look at the Cardinals situation right now or at least this is what I assume 
uh, here with a, with these couple of trade trade ideas that that have them involved here is that well they see Nolan Arenado at third, and Nolan Gorman, Gorman is primarily a third base prospect, and they say well he's blocked, yeah, but he can also play second base and play it fairly well, so that's not an issue. Right. I don't see the 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 Cardinals be in a position where they view Gorman as expendable, and ultimately this doesn't really net them an asset that truly moves the needle for them in 2022 second rider helps. Sure. You know, Hancock is obviously something that's uh, that, that we're still very high on, you know, obviously, you know, some, some other outlets aren't as high on Hancock anymore, but you know, I, I still think he's got a, a really high ceiling and could help the Cardinals down the road, but they're, he's not going to help them immediately. He's not going to help them in 2022 at all. Zach Deloach might come up and, you know, late 2022, but you know, we think that there's a pretty considerable, you know, ceiling there that that or you know, or a cap to to his ceiling there. So, I I just don't. There's nothing that's really exciting in this package for the Cardinals that makes them that I think would make them want to do this deal right now. So I'm gonna give this one uh 48. Yeah, I'll give it a 50. Colby. 50. It's, okay. it's a solid idea. It just it needs it needs work. And I'm not sure that the Cardinals and the Mariners are great fits um, in terms of trade yeah, at agree. the moment. So it's 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 a little bit of I a agree. tight fit. Well, plus both teams are kind of in a similar position yeah. to one another mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, they're kind of in that probably going to compete for for a wild card rather than the division. I think the Cardinals obviously have a better chance at their division just because of how um close the the central is but um compared to the west you know they're even with how good the brewers are they're not the astros right compared to the mariners right so i just i I feel like the cardinals are like if they're moving nolan gorman it's going to be for they're going to want george kirby like i just i feel like that's well what they're probably going to really want is someone that's already at the major league level right right? it's pretty good the Mariners don't. Yeah, have. I mean, uh, they're not getting him yeah. for Marco Gonzalez. They're not getting mm-hmm. him for Chris Flexen. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, yeah, it would have to be yeah. Logan Gilbert, and no, that doesn't yeah. help the Mariners yeah, exactly. at all. So yeah, just yeah, just tough Agreed. fit. So sticking with Hancock here, we have another Hancock proposal from Connor, who has a uh, one for one deal with the Diamondbacks for a prospect that you like, Colby, and I I like as well. Uh, outfield prospect Alec Thomas, who good mm-hmm. hit tools, some power, good speed. Um, Connor also says it doesn't have to be Hancock. It, it could also be you know any non Kirby pitching prospect that that we see fit. So, but let's just go with Hancock for Thomas here. What do you think about that deal? Uh, I would do that if I were the Mariners. I don't think I would do that if I was the Diamondbacks. I like Alec Thomas. Uh, he's going to play in the big leagues this year. Uh, can play center field. He's hit all all along the way. He's really started to add some power the last few years. He's a plus runner. Uh, Alec Thomas to me is is should be like a top fifteen prospect, and Hancock is probably to me top fifty ish. Um, so I wouldn't do that if I were Arizona. Uh, I would do it in a heartbeat if I were Seattle. Um, could Seattle maybe do something like Hancock and? I don't know. Deloach. Maybe. 
but I, I, I don't see the Diamondbacks trading Alec Thomas. Um, I, I think they, they'd probably be more likely that they would trade Cattell Marte than they would Alec Thomas at this stage. But Arizona is one of those teams that's really weird and you can't always figure out what they're trying to do. So, right. Um, right. You can't, completely I think dismiss with the, them, I think with the general public opinion that we're seeing on Hancock, how, how some people have completely gone off of him, um, you know, which we talked about on Wednesday, that's silly, but you know, it, it stands to reason that the, the diamondbacks may buy into that a bit mm-hmm. as well and may feel that way as well. So um, if that's the case, then Hancock certainly isn't going to get it done for Alec Thomas. No, um, it might honestly take George Kirby. And yeah. I, I, I just, I personally, though I really like Thomas, he's going to play in 2022 might even be able to contribute in 2022. I personally am not comfortable with that. Um, I, uh, I'll tell you, this is how much I like Alec Thomas. I would give up Noel V. Marte for Alec Thomas. If you want to do prospect for prospect, I will give you Noel V. He's at least a year away, probably closer to two. But he carries probably more upside than Thomas because there's a shot he can stick at third, a pretty good shot. Um, mm-hmm. So I would give up Noel V. I would give up Harry Ford uh, straight up for Alec. I, I wouldn't give up Kirby. I wouldn't give up... Uh, I wouldn't give up Julio, obviously, and I wouldn't give up Logan Gilbert. And I think it would probably take one of those three uh, to, mm-hmm. to make an Alec Thomas trade happen. But I would love to be wrong because he's one of my favorite prospects in the game right now. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give this one 48 again. I'll give it another 50. It's a really creative idea. And prospect for prospect trades are a lot of fun mm-hmm. to look at. All right, let's move on to Jacob here, who has a deal with the Royals. Uh, Mariners get lefty Chris Bubich for Drew Steckenrider and Connor Phillips. Colby, oh, what do no you think? Thanks. No thanks. Yeah, not a big, um, um, not a big Bubich fan. I he just he's got better stuff than his numbers would make you believe, but it's not like mid rotation stuff to me. I just I would rather keep Steckenrider. And the upside yeah. of Phillips, and just go sign Michael Pineda or Tyler Agreed. Anderson. Um, Agreed. So, yeah. It just doesn't do enough for me in 2022. And, yeah, uh, you know, you can make the argument that Drew Steckenrider would be more valuable to you than Chris Bubich in 2022. So, yeah, um, if this plus, was for yeah Phillips, I really like Phillips. So, right. Well, plus it's kind of weird. Like, is Kansas City rebuilding? Because I think Bubich has like five years of club control left. Right. Like he's he's a young guy who's controllable. So like. Are they rebuilding? Are they going for it? Like Kansas City's kind of because last year it looked like they were going for it, but so far this offseason, granted it's only been a month, um, it's kind of looked like they were like, eh, maybe we need to pull back a little bit. Like it's they're not, it's not easy to peg what Kansas City's doing. Um, yeah, they want to talk about this type of deal for like Andrew Benatendi. I'm all ears. Mm-hmm. Sure, uh, I'm gonna give this one it. It's a new name that we haven't heard on, on Fan Fiction Friday, so I'm going to give this one 45. I will give it a 50 only because I don't know which way Kansas City is going to go. Sure. Um, now, you know, I'll, I'll go I'll go 45 because I don't think they're going to want to fall back so much that Phillips fits their timeline better than uh, mm-hmm. 
than KB. So uh, I'll, yeah, I'll go 45. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. All right. And then last one, and we can quickly do this one uh, because it, it deals with a couple of players that we've talked a lot about on the show. Frankie Montes and Matt Chapman from the A's to the Mariners for Levi Stout, Kyle Lewis, Brandon Williamson, and Chris Flex. And this trade comes from Cole. For me, the the flexing thing on top of Williamson and Stout is is just too much for me um, because it, it, another thing is like it opens up another hole in your rotation. So yeah, yeah you add Montes to it, you do upgrade your rotation, but you now you got to fill in the hole that that is left by by flexing. Plus, you've lost two of your better start uh, pitching prospects and Williamson and Stout, mm-hmm. Kyle Lewis. Is uh you know now your your outfield ranks have gotten even even more weakened. Um, obviously you know there's some concern about whether or not Lewis is actually going to be able to play in the outfield this year. But still, you know you don't. It's just there's there's a lot of holes that you're opening up here while you're also filling a, a couple of holes as well. But uh, it just in the end it, it creates a lot of work for you. Are we sure that Matt Chapman by himself is going to be better? Then the Abraham Toro, Adam Frazier platoon thing happening at third that I think is probably going to end up happening because I'm not um, just in terms of overall value. So, no, I'm not, I'm not giving up. Plus, you know, like you said, yet now you have to put, replace Kyle Lewis. And I think Lewis is at least as good of a hitter as uh, Matt Chapman. Uh, I, I think they're at least the same quality of a bat. Obviously, Chapman's a better yeah. glove at third than Lewis is at center, but now I have to go get another starting pitcher and I have to go get another outfielder. I, it's kind of robbing yeah. Peter to pay Paul. It's just, it's, it's moving pieces sure. around and not really filling any holes. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I'd give this one like a 42. Going to give it a 40. Okay. So, all right. Thank you for all of your email submissions. We're going to be looking at the ones that you submitted via Twitter in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where is the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and most Built Bars even contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Meanwhile, compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Now, here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at built.com. 
You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. We greatly appreciate the support. Let's get into your Twitter Mariners trade proposals, starting with Tanner at TannerV202 on Twitter, who has a deal with the Twins in which the Mariners send Connor Phillips, Zach Deloach, and Milcar Perez to Minnesota for Jorge Polanco and Danny Coulomb. Colby. What do you think? Uh, it's not nearly enough for, for Polanco. Um, yeah. You know, I, I was big on the Polanco idea uh, early in the offseason, but then, you know, the Twins signed uh, Bucks into that long-term extension. Kind of makes me think that maybe they're not really ready to part with uh, long-term pieces, and, and Polanco certainly falls mm-hmm. into that. He's got a great contract and everything. Uh, so I think for Polanco, you're going to have to talk about a Harry Ford, um, Noel V. Marte. I, I, I think they're going to ask for somebody that good uh, because Polanco is very, very good. And I think you have him for three more years at a really reasonable price. Um, so, yeah, I think you'd have to part with Ford or Polanco, uh, sorry, or Ford or, or Marte. Um, mm. And even if you didn't, you're definitely going to have to do better than Phillips, Deloach, and Milcar. You're going to have to give up Williamson and brash arroyo maco like you're gonna have to give up like legitimate uh top end pieces so it's it's too light for for jorge polanco he's really really good yeah too light uh the the contract is team friendly uh the players you know all-star caliber um even better um yeah it's just too little for uh a really really good player uh one of the more underrated players in, in today's mm. game, frankly. Uh, so I'm going to give this one 35. Yeah, Polanco doesn't turn 29 until May 5th. So he is technically no. entering his age 28 season. Um, you get him for 22, 23, and 24, 25 on really team-friendly deals. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's due like a total of like... Uh, He's due like a total of like thirty million dollars over the next four years. Yeah, it's it's mm. gonna be it's gonna be uh, Noel Veer or Ford. So I'm gonna give it a thirty-five as well. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to Aiden at SFNE58, who has a uh, deal with the Brewers in which uh, the Mariners send Adam Hill back to the Brewers. Remember, they got him in the Omar Narvaez deal along with Alberto Rodriguez for utility infielder Andrew Monasterio. So the thing with Monasterio, who has performed a bit offensively at the minor league level, he was signed during the offseason as a minor league free agent. I don't think that's going to at all take Alberto Rodriguez, who many consider to be a top 10 prospect in the Mariners system, myself included. I just I think you can get Monasterio for a lot less. And I'm not super excited by the player in the end that I would really seek after him either. So I'm and again, he was a minor league free agent. If they really wanted him, they could have signed him this offseason. So I'm gonna give this one probably a thirty, honestly. Yeah. Um I mean, they, they thought so highly of Rodriguez that they put him on the 40-man roster. 
because somebody thought that there was a chance that another major league baseball team would, would take them, take him in the rule five draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, they thought mm-hmm. what they, well, you don't know what they thought of Andrew Monasterio. Maybe they really liked him, but not enough to get him on a minor league deal. And we know that Seattle isn't afraid to give minor leaguers major league deals to, to guarantee that they, they snag them in free agency. And they obviously didn't feel that way about Monasterio. So uh, yeah, they're not trading Rodriguez for uh, a prospect, um, particularly one that doesn't have the upside even of Rodriguez. So I'd probably give it like a 35. Um, it's a yeah. it's a classic. Like if you want to give Adam Hill for Monasterio, fine. But um, mm-hmm. it just seems like they would have just signed him if they were all that interested. And maybe they were, and he, he just picked Milwaukee. We don't know for sure, but Milwaukee's got a lot of uh, obstacles for a Monasterio to, uh, to overcome to get to the big leagues with them. All right. So moving on to Cody Anderson at code underscore mode 15, Jake Fraley and justice Sheffield to the Rockies for Charlie Blackman, who is under contract for the next two seasons. He's got a player option next year for $18 million. He's making $21 million this year. He's starting to regress. That's just a lot of money for for a guy who is not really producing to the level that he was even just a couple of years ago. Uh, I don't really have much interest in this deal, even if they're giving up very little in return with Fraley and Sheffield. Which, I don't, honestly, I don't think the Rockies do this. No, I don't think either side does this because Blackman's not worth, what is it, $39 million over the next two years? That's just not who he is anymore. Um, yeah, but he is worth a little bit more than Justice Sheffield and, and Jake Fraley. Um, so yeah, I just don't think either side is going to be all that interested in a deal like this. Um, I know you were mm-hmm. a big Blackman fan. Uh, it sounds like you've uh eased off of that a little bit, uh, especially as the powers really waned this year. Uh, yeah, well, and it's also just the dollar amount, right? Like, because that's going to eat a, a ton of your of your financial flexibility. Can't you basically go get Michael Conforto for that? pretty close to that probably less probably yeah. less honestly well we'll see but like just go do that just go sign like slight and I, and I mean slight right like i mean slight you know 21 like million or whatever million dollar difference yeah but like if he yeah, it, yeah blackman's making 21 million this year i don't think conforto is going to make 21 million in 2022 mm-hmm. like we'll see even if I, there was a even if there's a buyout at the end of that i don't know yeah. if that even I, I could see a team million. i could see a team giving him like 25 like overpaying a little bit but yeah, it's not going to be that much more pocket change to a major league baseball team. So just go sign that dude and keep Fraley and yeah. keep Sheffield and AAA. Um, see, I don't think this works for either team, so I'm going to give it a 35. Yeah, I'm going to give this one a 30 again. Um, yeah. I just, yeah, I don't, I, I, I agree with you as well that it's just, I don't think any team, either one of these teams is uh, really going to engage. How- how much money front. would the Rockies have to eat on Blackman's deal for you to do for you to be interested even that at that low of a price? Half? Half. Yeah, I think that's yeah. probably about right. And then if they're eating yeah, like, half, the Rockies probably want more than that. So it's still not a great pick. If if I only if I only have to pay twenty million dollars for Charlie Blackman over the next few years, like yeah, I'll give that. them a pretty decent prospect for that. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm willing to take that kind of swing on him. It's just 
forty million dollars of my payroll over the next two years, and something that's at least somewhat valuable to me. I'd give him Zach. Eh, I'd give him Zach Deloach if he was going to be ten million dollars a year over the next two years. Right, so twenty million total. I'd give him Zach Deloach for that because he's still a pretty yeah. good hitter, just not a ton of mm-hmm. power. So uh, home run yeah. power. Yeah, but yeah. I'd take yeah. a shot on him at that price. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, so uh, we got four more trades to go over in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, we got four trades to go over here before the end of the show. Let's start with Crazy Shark, who has a uh, deal with the Mets in which the Mariners give up Alberto Rodriguez again and Justin Dunn to New York for Jeff McNeil. I don't think this is going to get it done, even though I, I like Rodriguez a lot. I just I don't think that Dunn is at all going to be of interest to the Mets because they're they're going to want something that helps them in 2022 for, for McNeil, even with the reports that they're pretty much done with McNeil. Uh, I just I don't think that they would sell him for that low of a price, even even though that Rodriguez is a really, really strong prospect. I just uh, I, I think it's the the done thing that that kills it for me. Yeah, if uh, if the Mariners could get McNeil for Alberto Rodriguez and Justin Dunn, do backflips. Um, that's that's all gravy. Uh, I just I think it's it's too light. So I'd probably give it like yeah. a thirty five. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go thirty five on it as well. The Mets are are just not going to take that. Yeah. Um. So we got a trio of proposals from Daisy and the Dingo. The first one being for Nolan Gorman, who we talked about earlier on in the show from the Cardinals for Brandon Williamson and Kaden Polkovich. Again, for the reasons that we said about the last trade for gold for Gorman just really isn't a need for the Cardinals to do this. Gorman's probably, you know, arguably a better prospect than Williamson. Honestly, it might not even be an argument to be had there. And uh, Polkovich is, I mean, he might contribute in 2022, but eh, I just, I don't think this gets it done uh, for the Cardinals. Maybe something like Williamson and Steckenrider maybe starts a conversation, hey. but even that seems light. So, um, yeah, again, we I just don't see the Cardinals as a great trade partner um, for Seattle. They're, they're awfully similar in terms of roster needs and things like that. So um, I just, I, I don't see it. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's you know Williamson certainly has a lot of helium right now, and Gorman yeah. is in theory trapped. Although remember, the National League is probably getting the DH this year, so there's going to be at bats for him at third, first, second DH. Like, yeah, they'll find a way. Yeah. So I'll give oh, this yeah. one a. No, he's he's going to play. He's going to play yeah. quite a bit for them. Yeah, but I'll give this one a forty-five. I'll give it a forty. Okay. Forty. Um. 
All right. So the second one that Daisy has is a deal with Rays. Third base prospect Curtis Mead and outfielder Kevin Kiermeyer for Matt Brash and Patrick Frick. Uh, no. <laughs> Way uh, too Mead, much. Yeah. Mead, uh, obviously, you know, had a pretty good season this year, um, offensively speaking, but he's still a year and a half, two years away from the big leagues. And then I have to also take on Kevin Kiermeyer's contract for Matt Brash. Like Patrick Frick, Frick is inconsequential here. Yeah, just strictly talking about Brash, that is way too little for Matt Brash. Even though that Mead is an interesting prospect, it's just with Kiermaier's contract, that's just that's too little for me to take on that money. Yeah, it kind of feels to me like you're hoping Mead is is basically Abraham Toro, and it's like, would you trade Matt Brash for another Abraham Toro? Nope. No. And then I have to eat all of Kiermaier's money. And Kiermaier's still a good player. Don't get me wrong, but $14 million for a guy who might have a 75 WRC plus. eh, I I think I would pass on that. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a overpay by the Mariners. Um, Because you're probably going to be able, if you want Kiermaier, you're probably going to be able to get him for Sam Carlson. If that, so uh, yeah, you don't need to pay that much for him. And meat is not, a good enough prospect for me to flip Matt Brash uh, for. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, great on that one. I'm going to go third. Actually, I'm sorry, Daisy. I actually kind of want to go 25 on this. (laughs) I'll go 35. Because I just, yeah, I just, (laughs) that's, that's way too little for Matt Brash. I'm just, Again, I'm a, I'm a Matt Brash stand though, so you know that's kind of my brand. So <laughs> um, let's uh, let's do this last deal that Daisy has. It's another one with the Rays, Vidal Bruhan for Connor Phillips and Zach Deloach. Um, I like Bruhan. Uh, I think he would be a really good fit on the Mariners. I think this is too little from the Mariners side though. I don't think this gets it done for for Tampa. What about you, Colby? Yeah, I think you're gonna have to. To get Bru, is it Bruhan or Brujan? I go back and forth on this. I think it's Brujan. Yeah, right? I go back and forth too. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, either way, I think to for the race to consider moving him, you're going to have to fork over Hancock, Williamson. Um, you know, you're you're not going to get a, yeah, probably Brash. Honestly, uh, makes the most sense for both sides. Um, would I do Brash for? That brush is a really good fit for the for the race, if we're being real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does that kind of like back and forth starter. He could be a really good opener, but he could also close. Like he has that type of stuff. Um, he's got six years of club control. He's on the forty man, just like Bruchon. So they don't have to do anything tricky there. They have a lot of depth, uh, middle infield depth. Um, so yeah, I, I think Brash for Bruchon would be a, a fun deal uh, that actually makes a little bit of sense, but. Um, yeah, I just I don't see that Phillips is I like Phillips a lot, um, but it's just it's not enough for Brujan. I mean, Phillips yeah. might be enough to get you. Uh, well, Phillips would almost certainly get you Curtis Mead, like if, if that's a guy that you really like. Um, so that would make some more sense. But yeah, I just I don't think and Deloach to me is is I mean you guys probably know how I feel about Zach Deloach by now. Um, he's fine, but. He's not somebody that a team's just going to love. Although, if any team would love 
Deloach. I feel like it probably would be the Rays. You'd go out with sure. the Rays and he'd hit 270 with a 340 on base and 20 home runs, yep. 15 steals type of thing. Make an all-star team. Yeah, that's just <laughs> kind of what the Rays do. So, um, no, but I, I think Brujan, you're, I think Brash is probably as low as you can go and have a realistic conversation about Brujan. But again, the, the Rays are kind of a weird team sometimes. So, yeah. you never know. I'll give this one a 40. I'll give it a 40. Yeah, 42 and a half. Just, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's it. Those are all the trades. Thank you so much for all of your submissions this week. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you again for joining us here on Locked On Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dan Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. Now... Make your second listen of the day, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. And just like us, their show is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So have yourself a beautiful baseball weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Peace.